This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome to the show and today I'm joined with Daniel Gomez who's a motivational speaker, business coach and award-winning podcaster of the Daniel Gomez Inspires Show. Daniel, thanks for coming on and thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah, well, I'm awesome. I wanted to be on your show, Michael, so let's get this going, man. Let's, let's, let's get it in track and roll. So I'd be really curious to know about what your story's like. like. Where did you come from? What was it? What was it like for you? Because obviously you do a lot of motivational speaking now, and the, the majority of people that that do motivational speaking, similar to myself, is we've got a compelling story. We've got experience that we deem as valuable or inspiring to others. So talk to us about what yours is. Well, my background is I was in the automotive industry for almost two decades. And the beautiful thing about this is I never realized that I was I was in basic training to say to become a motivational speaker. As I moved up the ranks in, in just the automotive world, I ran a multi-million dollar organization, several of them. But no matter how, even though I ran the Chevrolet dealership, Michael, I always did the sales meetings. And every Monday, even though I had 100 employees under me, it was my job. I would, I love going in there and just motivating them, inspiring them. And I would talk for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. And it just, I never really emphasized it, but I love doing it. Right. I, I love doing it. And, and I would do the initial meeting and then my team would take care of the rest. Well, years later that I realized that when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and I made a decision to leave the automotive industry and take care of her, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I just felt like God put it in my heart, go out there and be a motivational speaker. And of course, people are going to laugh at you before they applaud you. And many people laughed at me, but I knew that I had a raw talent because one time I had gone out and spoken, Chevrolet would give out these awards to students. And we went out and gave out this award on behalf of Chevrolet. Next thing you know, Michael, I had 300 kids yelling and screaming. I love myself. I believe in myself. I am a champion. And even though I did that just a couple of times, I remember that feeling of watching those kids say that they love themselves. So when I knew I had that raw talent, but by no means was I polished the way I am now. And even my friend was joking that he goes, man, I wouldn't have hired you either. Cause we looked at one of my old YouTube videos and we we're laughing at it. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's always the way, isn't it? So what happened next? Well, you know, I, 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 I got scared. We have this big idea and we're going to do it and we're going to go out there and make it happen. And I think my wife thought I was really crazy because she had just had a double mastectomy. She was kind of coming out of her depression of having her, her double mastectomy. So I just really didn't know what to do at that moment. I had the idea. God put that dream in my heart. Like everybody else, you start to act on it. And then next thing you know, reality hits. And I got scared and all of a sudden I got a call because it was January. They're like, hey, we have a spot for you. Why don't you come back to work over here at this other dealership and we'll pay you all this money and give you a sign-on bonus. And of course, you start hearing the dollar signs because I hadn't worked at that time for like two or three months. And I took the job and it hated it. It really just stunk, man. It really, really did. I was there half a day and I knew that that's not where I belonged anymore. But I believe that God allowed me to be there, Michael, because... That is where I realized that that wasn't my position anymore. That wasn't my spot. And so many times we outgrow our, that season of our life is over, but we're forced ourselves to be there. And that's why I believe that's why so many people are just so 
unhappy in corporate America and these positions that they have because they're they've outgrown them. The season's over, right? It's already fall, and they're still wearing their their summer gear. No, it's time to get ready for the for the new season. And people, human beings, we like to be comfortable. And I saw this ad on Facebook for John Maxwell team, and they had a the speaker lane. And I said, well, let me try this. The thing is, this it was four thousand dollars to go, and I almost had a heart attack when I caught. I was like, what? because I didn't expect it to be that much. And I was just like, wow, like $4,000. I'm like, I haven't worked. And you start making all these excuses, but I really just prayed about it, Michael. And the one thing that I did is this, is that I really just, in spite of being fearful and scared, I went ahead and bought that ticket and it changed my life forever. Is being religious something that you always were and that's always guided you? Because religion's always been helpful for people that, I guess they refer to it in particular ways, right? Everyone has their own their own faith, their own religion, their own beliefs, all those things. Is that something you've always had and has always guided you in this particular way? Well, you know, I'm not religious. That's the thing. The beautiful thing about it is, is I'm not even near religion because religion is what keeps people in bondage and, and chained up. I just have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I believe him as my Lord and Savior. And I do have my faith. And that's really what's guided me last year when many businesses, many speakers went out of business, we doubled in size. We grew, we won podcasts of the year in 2020. And we just really, we started the sticker shock speaking Academy. And while most people were cutting back and not spending any money, we invested thousands into our organization. And it, it, it definitely paid off because as we made these investments in the first, second quarter, by the third, fourth quarter, our revenue was just going up through the roof. And we had a record-breaking 2021 first quarter. So it's been, it's been, I'll tell you what, it's been humbling. But I can tell you that if we wouldn't have done those investments in, in our infrastructure, it's just like the other day too, I went and bought me in some new mics because the of course, when I started my podcast, you just kind of see if it's going to, what's going to be like. But we made the infrastructure. We went and bought a Rode Procaster. We bought some, we're going to build the, ne the studio next door. We're going to redo the whole studio and put thousands of dollars into it. But it's okay because that's what's going to take us to the next level because we really want to start coaching and guiding young, aspiring podcasters that say, hey, you can do it. Come practice here. We'll show you the way. So I'll tell you this, that if it wasn't for my faith in God and really having Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, man, I don't think I'd be having the success that I'd have because many businesses, many speakers, like, you know, many podcasters, they just folded up and went away. And the thing is, this is, unfortunately, we're not even going to remember them because they were just here for a a season of three or four months, six months, even, and they're gone now. Yeah, I mean, as of as of recording this, I can definitely speak to that. I mean, my, my show's pushing four years, and when I first started, it's not the show that it is today, and everything keeps changing, everything keeps growing, and you almost have this faith in yourself or this inner knowing that you're doing the right thing. That seems to be the only thing that I can point to. That's the reason why we go on for so long, despite the lack of millions that are listening. You know, we always picture it, don't we? Of we'll start our podcast, we'll start speaking, and we'll inspire millions to take charge of their life and change the world and all those things that we think about when we initially start. That's what we envision, or at least 
what I envisioned when it came to starting my show and wanting to help hundreds of millions of people and all that stuff, right, that really hypes you up and gets you going. But the thing is, is that that was never what's kept me going. There's a difference between what starts, what gets you from zero to one, that first episode, and then from one to 100 is completely different. 100 to 200 is completely different. You need to come up with different rationalizations inside your own head to keep going because it is easy to stop. It is easy to just go, you know what? Eh, I've done enough. I can I can stop this thing. I don't need to keep going. There's no real reason why I'm doing it because money was never my motivation when I started. Therefore, suddenly using it as motivation if the podcast becomes monetized, that that's somehow going to make it worth it. And I yeah, always the case, is it? Like the motivation still has to be tied to why you started even if you're like three four five six ten years down the line it always has to be linked back to why you started doesn't it no definitely you definitely have to have a purpose and a drive and a meaning behind it and i think so many times i didn't even realize it but somebody told me you know most podcasters that start they never make it to episode 10 think about that episode 10 they never make it to episode 10 and i was like wow and and i say that because now we're doing podcasts launching for aspiring podcasters. We've, we've launched Force Podcast already for other, other podcasters, and we take over production and editing and all. So that's part of our business package that we do now. But it's amazing because I tell this to my clients before we get started, and I, I make sure that we get them to episode 10 before they know it because if you don't push them, I don't want them to be part of that statistic. And once you do 10, you get those reps in, you get better, you get easier. And the next thing you know, it's like, wow, I can do this like myself. I practice behind the scenes. I practice behind the scenes probably for about five months before I did it. And when the time came, when I lost $30,000 in speaking engagements over 30,000, March 16th, because everything closed down the world did. I was like, what am I going to do? And I just said, wow, I had some coaching clients, but then the podcast came around and without even wanting to monetize it, I was able to get clients to do the podcast. I was able to just really meet amazing people like Evan Carmichael has been on our podcast. We've had some amazing people like John Lee Dumas and Forbes Riley and just some very prominent people. And that really just elevated our brand. And next thing you know, it's like I'm meeting these people and without wanting to monetize it, I'm bringing on coaching clients through that and just opening doors for speaking and being on other podcasts like yourself. So it's definitely if anybody's out there listening to this and you've had that fear of wanting to start a podcast, just do it because you never, no one ever has all the answers, Michael, especially in entrepreneurship, whether you're speaking, coaching, or being a podcaster, the thing is just get started. And once you, you really get started, it's, it's amazing. And for me, it's really loving the people and adding value when, when, when you can change somebody's life really through a podcast or just through a speaking engagement, that's prices. We just had our uh, amazing event here in, in Laredo, Texas, our business conference shift. And one of our speakers that came through our academy, she really excelled. She got on stage first full time, really speaking to a live audience on an epic stage. And she just crushed it. And we went to dinner that Saturday night and I was just, I cried, right? I really had tears of joy because to see one of your students come up and be part of you on that stage and be part of what you've taught her, of course, she did the work. She had the belief in herself, but it just, it's humbling. So for me, it's all about the people that I serve and my clients, Michael, I think at this point, because 
really if it was up to me, I would probably just say, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm good at living off a hundred thousand dollars a year. I can survive off of that right now. I'm good, but why not push the envelope and go for that milli, right? Yeah. There's always an element of eventually you do just want to scale up. Don't you like you're happy as you are, but then I mean, for me, it was things like boredom, right? It's like sometimes we just get bored and then we think, well, maybe I could try this or maybe I can try that. And you just start coming up with with random things. But I can't tell you how many people need to be bored more often so that their mind can wander and come up with brand new ideas. And um, I think that there's a lot to be said for that. You know, eventually you need to have more to give before you can give more. Yes. You know, I, yes. I, that might sound post-it note like and I, I really hate using motivational quotes as advice these especially these days with our attention spans becoming more and more and more clip-like um, <laughs> that as advice is like ugh, blows my mind but it happens a lot doesn't it where people want to give more I mean that was always my ambition right it was to be to be a giver but then I hit my limit and I thought hang on I need more to give here I can't just give what I have when I'm starting out because what I have isn't very much. And I wasn't really happy with the level I was at. So everything from, you know, the, the more money you make, the more money you can spend, right? And the more you can give to charities and foundations and the bigger scale you can create, right? The bigger impact you can actually have because you have more to give. And so many people forget that. And so many people like to judge people that are millionaires or billionaires or trillionaires, if there are any, is, yes, they got there because they were the most valuable people on the planet. That's kind of how it tends to work. And yet, you know, there was like rumors floating around that like, Jeff, yeah, he's got billions, but he doesn't actually have it as cash, does he? It's all like stocks and things as part of Amazon. I said, like, yeah, because he's investing in the business. He's not taking it all and disappearing on a yacht somewhere. He's, he's doing more with it as well. So it's interesting how giving these people are. And I think some people don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. Why well, I, I, People don't have the capacity, I believe, to really understand it to believe it for themselves and what i mean by that is exactly what you're saying most people their relationship with money first of all needs to be fixed they don't have a good relationship with money they don't believe that they deserve to be wealthy they don't deserve to be successful that's why imposter syndrome sets in i see it many times with a lot of my coaching clients that we go through this they really you start to self-sabotage as you start to elevate yourself and you start to have success and then next thing you know you start arguing with everybody and you're like, why am I arguing with it? The thing is, they don't even realize it. And then next thing you know, you have a prominent paid speaking engagement and you come back and instead of celebrating it and receiving it, since they don't know how to receive, they don't, they, they, they just go downhill from there. So I say that because if you don't know how to receive in one area, you're not going to know how to receive in another area. And it's all a, it's all a reflection of how we see ourselves, right? At the core, 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 we all have a big V and a big S. That's our value system. And our entire scope of our business, of our life is built on that value system of how we see ourselves. And if we don't see ourselves as successful, as, as deserving of having these finances, well, guess what? Many businesses 
never really take off to their true potential because it's you, the owner, you, the entrepreneur that's blocking the inflow of finances of revenue because you don't think you deserve it. And your relationship with money sucks to be honest with you. And you're like, why is this happening to me? It's because you're blocking your own blessings. You're not receiving them. And I can tell you, then what happens after you start to get some momentum, say you start to believe, well, I need money to survive, right? I'm, I'm giving a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm doing something. I'm making my first couple of thousand here and I'm doing it. Well, then the next level comes. And then that next level, most people don't know how to receive that upper level of success because they don't think they're worthy really of that. And because of that, guess what? They start to sabotage themselves again because they don't deal. All we deal is with things at the surface. It's, it's easy to deal with stuff at the surface level, Michael. But you got to go beneath the surface and take care of that crap that you don't want to confront. And that's why, because of the foundation of any high rise of any building, whether you're in America or you're in UK, like you like to say, it's going to collapse under pressure. You agree? The higher you go, the bigger the foundation, the bigger the infrastructure has to be that supports that building. Well, the same thing goes with our success. As we grow in, in elevation and prominence, if our foundation, if our character is weak, if we have traumas that we haven't dealt with, once we get that prominence, we're either going to turn into a real arrogant person or we're going to collapse and we're going to do what the great Britney Spears did many, many years ago. She couldn't handle the success that she had. And what did she do? She ran into a, a hair salon, shaved all her head bald. Why? Not that she wanted to. She just couldn't handle it. She didn't have the capacity. But I say that because so many people, they have the influx of, 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 of money that comes their way, but they don't give, like you said. And I can tell you something that's really helped our business grow and our brand grow, the Daniel Goldman Inspire Show, is that I believe that money is not money. It's currency. As it flows through us, you keep some of it for you, but the current keeps going because the Latin word of, of currency and current, it's all the same word. Then the current keeps flowing and you give some, you bless people, the homeless, the needer, whatever organization you, you your heart is dear to and it's just an it right what you circulate comes back to you and people most people don't circulate the money because they have that scarcity mindset this one guy a good example of that we just had an event like i said this past weekend michael and a guy i mean you and i both know if you buy a ticket for an event and you don't go there's not going to be a refund more likely right it's like a rock concert there's no refund no. this guy texts me and said hey man can i get my refund and i'm thinking like dude it was only $50. You really want your refund? I said, that's what keeps people from growing because that's a scarcity mindset right there. And that's a great example of it. Instead of saying to me, there's been times that I bought a ticket to a, a, a workshop or something. And well, can I give it to somebody? Can I bless somebody with that? Or if not, you know what, just keep the money, Michael, because you know, some it's, it's going to, it's so went into your business. I'm giving, I want to pour into your business because I know that it will be reciprocated in the long run. And most people don't have that capacity and that abundance mindset to see things that way. I definitely agree regarding the, the building analogy. And while you were sharing that, and again, thanks for, for sharing the story there, Daniel, is the building analogy brings up a lot of different things for me. Everything from the foundation needs to be strong, but at a certain height, you've just got to be able to withstand it. You know, the, the wind and the things that it doesn't matter how strong your foundation is. Some of the tallest buildings in the world, well, they're going to move. And you've got to be prepared to move with it. You've got to be flexible enough to be able to handle 
some of the sways, you know, and some of the, the times that you may get knocked off. I mean, you, you see it a lot. Sometimes the stiff uh, buildings, they're the ones that get broke first because they can't bend and they can't move and they can't shift with the times, if you will, where some of the tallest buildings in the world, there's probably signs up there saying, if it moves, don't worry, it's designed to. You know, so sometimes, sometimes people just need to be flexible off that strong foundation so that was what sort of came to me while you were sharing that and also with the with the idea of the value system as well how do you feel about putting values and creating your own system in things like the education system and teaching it as early as possible because so many adults are basically almost redesigning who they are as a result of a difficult childhood in, in a lot of ways. Well, one thing that I'll tell you, and I don't know if this is the exact question that you're asking, but I'm going to answer it in the way that I heard it is that well, there's four major personalities in the world. There's four, you have a, you have an expressive, which is myself. You have a Ruby, that driver, you have that analytical, that Emerald. And then you have that Pearl, which is uh, the, the green person, right? The, the amiable personality. And all these four personalities are in a classroom and you're growing up and myself, I'm not wired to sit down for eight hours straight, but they expect us to sit down and be quiet for eight hours straight. And all of a sudden the doctors come up with a, a terminology called ADD. There's no such thing as attention and definite disorder. You, you, you're part of the same way. I'm a darker Hispanic and you're lighter Caucasian, right? You're lighter color skin tone. I'm darker. That's part of our DNA. Well, my personality, part of my DNA is expressive. I'm meant to go out there and be a talker. I'm not meant to be confined in four walls, but yet they want to put us in a, in a, in a sardine can and say, Hey, you're going to be here for 12 years. And then of course, then you get labeled by the teachers that you don't listen. You can't sit still. And then you think you got problems when in reality you don't, it's just that the system's not setting up the students who succeed the way they should. And then they teach you things that I get it. I'm, I'm not knocking school. I love, I learned, I love school. I learned a lot from school, but they don't teach you the real principles of communication of going of business. And they set you up to go from one extreme to the other. And they say, well, if you don't go to a four year degree, you're not going to be successful in life. And I definitely agree with uh, going to college, right? My, both of my kids are, have gone and my son's going to be a senior graduate. My daughter already graduated. But I say that because those systems ain't for everybody. Just the same way one podcast genre is not for everybody, but yet they expect us to be that way in school when it doesn't work that way because we all have our own unique personality, which is part of our DNA, Michael. It sort of speaks to self-awareness being key in a lot of circumstances, doesn't it? Like we can speed up the process so much just by understanding ourselves enough to know how we like to do things. And um, it's interesting you bring up ADD and attention because I've often heard on the, the social media world, if you will, that a lot of the time attention is built around doing things that are interesting to you. I could spend hours doing things that are interesting to me. It's not an attention problem. It's, a interest 
problem. Yes. <laughs> Boom, baby. Yes, exactly. It's just like this. If, if, if you invite me, would you say me and you, we like rock and roll and we hate country music. If somebody invites us to a country music party, we, get, we show up to this barbecue and they're playing nothing but country music. Are we going to stay there a long time? No, heck no. If they're playing rock and roll, you know what? I'm feeling it. Yeah, this is my, this is my genre. I'm, I'm here. It's, it's interesting to me, but you, you hit it. You hit, that was a boom right there. That was, that was perfect, but they expect us to do that. And I think the same is true in, in, in just business. We all bring something unique. We all have a gift. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need to understand that I'm not going to be Michael. You're not going to be Daniel. We're not going to be the guy or the girl next door. But so many times we, we put out one process and what, or one idea of what entrepreneurship looks like. No, walk in your gift, walk in your authority. God gave you a gift. When you walk in that gift, you don't have to struggle to be who you're not. And the reality is this, is when you really find your gift and mine is to really just go out there and inspire and let people know that you matter, you make a difference. Most people right now, they have so many labels on them. They're hurting. And they really don't think they matter in life, Michael. And that's something that I've seen that really breaks my heart. I've had prominent people reach out to me that are scientists. And, hey, I heard you speak and you said this and it, in tears. And, and a good example is a great Robin Williams. Great comedian, multimillionaire, very successful in the world's eyes. But it just comes to show you how shallow and empty the people that you think are successful that they're not because they, are, they have that big void in their heart. That's why I always say to people, if they ask me like what my opinion on things are, and over the years I've grown particularly opinionated and yet understand that my opinion doesn't matter in that no matter how thoughtful I am, no matter how helpful I am, I always say, look, I think it looks okay, but do you like it? Is it good to you? And this is the same with everything. Like people, because like I used to be a personal trainer, right? And they would say, "Oh, I think I could do with losing a couple of pounds." Do you have any advice? And I say, "Yeah, don't worry about the couple of pounds, because you're going to be losing the same couple of pounds for for years. Because you eat a bit too much for a couple of weeks, the pounds go back on. You don't do that. I.e., you think you're going to have a decent couple of weeks or a couple of months, the pounds come back off again. It doesn't." matter to the external world a couple of pounds is not going to make a difference but if you feel like you want to lose those couple of pounds my opinion doesn't matter straight away as soon as you are clear on what you want and as soon as you're clear on how you feel about something nobody else's opinion really matters i mean if you want me to affirm it to you that maybe you know is being lighter an easier life? Yes. Is it easier on your joints? Yes. Can you survive on less food so your food budget is cheaper? Yes. <laughs> but turn around and say, oh, you could really do with losing a few pounds. No, that's that's a horrible thing to say. But if you don't feel happy, then we can work on changing it. Don't don't start with my thoughts start with your own and for a lot of people that's actually quite liberating for them but and i'm sure you could speak to this as well daniel is no one expects me to say that yes no one turns around to me and goes oh i really don't know 
because they've not been brought up that way. They've not been trained that way. They've been conditioned to start from the external opinion as opposed to their own. Well, you know, it's funny because when people will say this, what do you think? You ask them a question, they're like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I think. What does Michael think? What does Daniel think? What does he think for himself? And the, 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 the sad part about it is when I do my coaching, whether it's executive or business coaching, most people don't know how to think for themselves. Even successful people don't know how to think for them. Well, I would say not, I don't want to, let me reframe that. Most successful people, they've learned to think for themselves. That's why they got to where they're at. But I would say 90% of the population, they're so used, going back to the comment you made earlier about the school system, they're so used to being told what to do that they never ask themselves those quality questions for themselves. And the quality of your life is going to be determined by the quality of the question you ask yourself. The higher quality of a question that it is, it's like, well, what do I need to do today for my business to survive? What do I need to do today to generate revenue? Ask yourself questions like that of your business owner. How, am I, how do I go about getting my next client? How do I go about growing my podcast? What do I need to do to be a better podcaster? And most people never take the time to ask themselves the right questions. If you want to get your life in alignment to where you really need to go, Start asking yourself these questions where, what am I going to do today that others don't do, can't do, or will not think of doing? I ask myself that every single day. What am I, Daniel B. Gomez, going to do today that others don't do, can't do, or will not think of doing? What am I going to do to make myself irresistible, unforgettable, and incomparable to any other speaker, coach, podcaster, and business coach in the world? What am I going to do today? And most people never ask themselves that question. They just wake up, roll over look at their phones and then they start reacting to social media. And the next thing you know, they're depressed because everybody has a better life than them. When in reality, they're comparing the, those highlight reels that people put out there. When in reality, it's not even the truth. They post pictures that, you know, I would say out of a hundred posts, maybe one or two of them are genuine. And I'm not, I don't even think I'm exaggerating to be honest with you. It's interesting. You bring that up because there's so much comparison going on there's so much how do i stack up in compared to this person or that thing or this place or any of those kinds of things and it's it's interesting as well when you brought up questions how many people do you know daniel where they ask themselves questions that they don't actually want to hear the answers to yeah, that, because it, it goes back to what I said. They, we deal with the surface level, Michael. We don't want to deal with the... I'll tell you this, and I'll be totally transparent. These past four years have been really transformational for me, and not just in reference to business, but inside myself. I didn't realize I had so much junk and trash inside of me that I had of just suppressed emotions, and it took me... I'm still working on this crap, right? I'm still working on it. I'm being real. <laughs> but, to sit, but to sit here and tell you, Michael, I never got frustrated. Michael, I never broke a glass of wine because I just, no, I'd be lying to you. Those, those, those moments of wanting to give up, of, of, of when, the, when those emotions arise, that suppression arises to the surface and, and you learn to forgive yourself. You learn to release that shame and guilt. You learn to release that jealousy and hatred towards others. And then you just really allow yourself and, and, and God just touches your heart, man. It's, it's not, it doesn't happen in one day because it's levels. It's like you said, in order for that high rise to handle that 
wind that comes and it's going to let it sway, the wind's going to be at different speeds. Well, guess what? When that wind comes into our lives, it's unexpected. The high rise doesn't know when the wind's going to come, when the hurricane's going to come, when the rainstorm's going to come. And the same thing when once we're ready in business for that next level, it, it happens. We don't choose. We think we choose. But the more you push it, then the more you struggle and the more you, 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 you stay stuck. But when, when God finally says you're ready, right? When, when, when you've done all the things and you've been doing the, you have the character to sustain it. Well, then that next, the, this is what people don't realize. Everybody wants to go to the next level, but you got to go through some crap to get to the next level. And most people ain't willing to go to that, through that season of discomfort. It's called preparation, Michael. And most people don't want to go through the preparation phase. Yeah. They just want to go through the, oh, look at me. I'm an award-winning podcaster. Oh, yeah. But what about when it's like Daniel and Michael were doubting themselves? Who's going to listen to my show? Who am I going to get on my show? And But once you, you start getting that success, you're like, well, what's next? And you got to push the envelope again and keep growing in every aspect. And most people, they don't want to go through the discomfort, Michael. We're going to be dragging this building analogy out. So for people that are listening, I'm sorry for that, but but there we are. Uh, <laughs> what about like when we're higher, you actually experience more of it as well, don't you? Again, using the whole building analogy, the taller it is, you experience the waves and the, the wind and the shearing that smaller buildings just don't have. They just don't experience those things and they don't even know those things either they, they've never even heard of like glass cracking because they're at the top and i'm just a little house down here all nice and comfortable and nothing ever hits me at all so speak to that side of things not just being successful not just pushing yourself not just sticking to your value system not just doing what's best for you and external opinions matter less quick recap of everything that we've spoken about so far but what about maintaining it? What about getting to that level, getting to the high performance standard that we've all had to learn how to get to, to play at the level that we're playing at? What about staying there? That's where character comes in. Talent will take you where your character will not keep you. Let me say that again. Your talent will take you where your character might not keep you. And what I mean by that is you might have the talent of being a great basketball player. You might have the talent of being a great podcaster, but if that's part of your business of what you do, but your ethics and business ain't right. If you're stealing from Peter to pay Paul, or if you're just not really delivering on your promises, on your words, there's, there's been many times where, man, I don't feel like doing something. I really don't feel like doing something, but weak, weak is he or she, Michael, who allows their emotions, their feelings, and their circumstances to control them. And a great example is, again, this past weekend. Believe me, we had to drive 200 miles. I was tired. And there was many things I could have taken shortcuts. But I truly believe shortcuts equal short paychecks. And if you take shortcuts in one area of business, you're going to take a shortcut in another area. And it's, 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 it's easy to take a shortcut. It's easy to just lay down and just be in comfort, but to maintain that level, right? We can, we, we, we can lie to ourselves. I mean, we can lie to other people. We can lie to everybody, but we can't lie to ourselves. And 
believe it or not, the world already knows we reap what we sow. It's, 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 it's part of the universal law, right? This world is built on laws. The law of gravity sets that no matter what it is, it won't float away. The law of expectation, but the law of sowing and reaping, whatever you sow, you reap. So if you are not doing the same things that got you to the level where you're at and you take shortcuts, well, then what? You're sowing seeds of shortcutness and sooner or later it's going to catch up to you. And it just shows that your character is what you do when no one's watching. And I think so many people, they lack that integrity. They lack that character. And that's why they're gone tomorrow. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many people I was thinking about that. You're like, you know, I wonder what happened to that person on Facebook. Where did they go to? And all of a sudden they're out of business or you go to those local networking events and hey, this guy was all, but this is, it boils down to one thing. Anybody can win once. But a winner continues winning even after he loses, Michael. Anybody can win once, but a true winner continues winning after he's had many losses. And that's called consistency. And I think you and I can both attest to that. I completely echo that. And it's interesting how many times any guest on the show, any successful person has that worry of is the next success going to be my last one? And I think it was an interview with, with Kevin Hart that said something on the lines of what motivates him is not wanting to go back. So he doesn't want to go back to the, the difficult times, right? We've all had difficult times and struggles, but what motivates him is not wanting to go back. He's successful, he's doing amazing things, but there's always that voice of, at any minute, it could disappear. All it takes is bad press or the word to get out about something or you know, maybe he's hyper-successful and he hasn't got the infrastructure to cope with it and then he can't fulfill the demand and then the, the spiral is so easy to, to go backwards the spiral can go upwards or downwards and it doesn't take an awful lot for that shift to go from positive to negative it's not a massive thing that can do it it can be something small that can make all the difference in the momentum that you're you're carrying so i definitely agree that consistency is the aim of the game what would be your big message to the world so i'll let you paint the the story after i paint the picture so imagine you're at the top of a mountain and everyone is flocking around to hear what you have to say everybody different languages different types of people from all walks of life you've got a couple of minutes to share something but you've only got one thing so you can't just reel off like 10 things you've got to try to pin it down to one and this will help them this will inspire them this will benefit them and by doing that you actually move the needle on the whole planet in a particular way what would that message be it's pretty simple michael you matter you matter more than you realize those days that you wake up and you don't feel beautiful, you don't look beautiful. Those days you wake up 
and you question your manhood, the moment that days you wake up and you question, do I exist for a reason? Am I an accident? Am I a mistake? Because the real fact is that you think you're a mistake. You think you're a mistake. You think you're a mistake. But in reality, you're not a mistake. The mistakes and the failures that you've had do not define who you are. And I would say that to the world. And I would say that because there's something special inside of you that nobody has. There's something special inside of you. This gift, this gift that you've been given as a human being, you have life for a reason today because somebody out there is drowning, Michael. And somebody out there needs to hear your message because whatever you say at that moment is going to breathe life into that other person that might need to hear it. They're drowning in a sea of despair. They're drowning in a sea of lost confidence. But the very fact that you can tell somebody you matter, your story matters, somebody out there is drowning and your story is going to breathe life into them. That's what I would say because most people undervalue who they are and they don't think they make a difference. And they've never been taught to value themselves. And I will tell them to look in the mirror or look into your phone or look into whatever you have and make a promise to yourself that you're never going to undervalue who you are because the truth is this, is that Michael is valuable. Daniel is valuable. And we all bring something to the table. Well, that is one hell of a way to finish, Daniel. It's been amazing to have you on. How can people learn more about you? So share your social media, websites. People that listen to this, they're inspired. They want to know more. They want to enter your world. How can they? Well, my brand is Daniel Gomez Inspires, of course. And my podcast is the Daniel Gomez Inspires Show. Well, we're going to have you as, a, as an amazing guest on there too. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify all over the world. The Daniel Gomez Inspires Show. And you can go to my website, www.danielgomezglobal.com. That's danielgomezglobal.com. And we do have a free assessment that we give to entrepreneurs to help them elevate their business. So go to our website, fill out that free assessment. And then if you really need to build your confidence, the way Michael said, text the word confident, that's C-O-N-F-I-D-E-N-T to, to 26786. That's the word confident to 26786. And you'll get my free training, Seven Steps to Fly Daily, which is going to help you build your confidence in life. And as you build your confidence in life, Michael, you're going to build your confidence in business. So they can definitely get a hold of me on my platforms on social media, the Daniel Gomez Inspires show. And my brand again is Daniel Gomez Inspires on all platforms as far as social media goes. Awesome, Daniel. Well, I hope the people that are listening take advantage of that. I'm sure there's a lot more that he can offer alongside the interview. If you're brand new to the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future. And you can even check out some of our past episodes as well. It's been great to chat to you, Daniel. Great to those that are listening. And I look forward to seeing you all again on the next episode. Thank you, Michael, for having me. It was a great honor. Thank you so much, my friend.